Pod Squad, what up? We back in this bitch. Welcome to another episode of the Pod in Us Podcast. The best podcast you never heard of. We are the Gemini Boys. A.K.A. the Unknown Legends. <laughs> what up, brother? What's How you, good? How you been? Shit, man. Chilling another day. Another but day, another dollar. That's right, but it's recording day today. Pod mode. That's right. We in pod mode, baby. And everybody out there in the pod squad, too. Welcome. Yeah, man. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, I want to apologize for the last episode. Yeah. It was... I enjoyed doing that episode. I think the episode was dope. It was great. But, um, little oversight. We were a little, we were a little anxious to get, to get started. Yeah. I mean, we had a long hiatus. Word. Part, what, like a month? Something. Maybe more than that. It, it was a while. Yeah. So, a little oversight. And it, um, fucked up the audio. I, uh, that hurt my pride, man. Editing that shit. I tried everything I could. I couldn't I couldn't save it. I did the best I could, but I had to put it out. There was no way I was scrapping that episode. No, not at all. You had See, because y'all don't know, right? Me and this guy have done that shit about three or four times. Like, yeah. like three times, right? Yeah. And <laughs> we got rid of episodes. We've come back and record the next day. Same episode again. Try to do this the best we could to do, <laughs> to keep it as close as possible to what we threw away. Yeah, what we discarded. But that was like no way. You know what I mean? The homie scheme took you know took the little sick day at work so he could yeah. come in and record with us, man. And yeah, thank could, you for that, bro. Yeah, we appreciate you, bro. Thank you for coming on again. Like we said last time, you're always welcome. Whenever you want to come on, just holla at us. Facts. Um, whenever you got a project, holla at us. You know, we're going to blow you up because you the homie. That's right. So, but yeah, man. Um, again, I personally am sorry for that shit. Yeah. All right. Both of us, you know what I'm saying? We win and lose as a team. So, yeah. I apologize as well. Partners Podcast apologizes for that. But you know what? We're not perfect, people. Nah. We fuck up. We do. I mean, I know y'all see like, yo, these guys are fucking great, but we fuck up. We do. We're human beings, you know what I mean? I guess. But, um, yeah, man, so on to other shit. Yeah. How you been? What's new? <sighs> man, not much new, man. You know what it is. Just making money. Oh, baller. Nah, not really. You know what I mean? <laughs> Going to work. I'm just saying, the way you said it, like, you know, making money. Nah, like, like about to pull a whole stack out and put it to your ear. Nah, nah, I ain't like that. No, I ain't. I ain't shit, like that. I'm like, damn, this pod shit done changed you. None of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, 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 you got like a couple hundred views on fucking YouTube and now you the shit. Never that, bro. I know how that, that be with some people. Yeah. But not over here, Partners Podcast. It's crazy how YouTube change people. <laughs> Word up. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. So, same shit over here working. I mean. Yeah. I think, I don't know if I said it last week. You know, I remember y'all, 
I was on here talking about how I didn't want to be a manager and all that shit. Yep. I'm going back to driving. And 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 man, these motherfucking devils. <laughs> They're devils. They knew what they were doing. They little devious fucking plan worked. Yep. And now I do not want to get my ass in a bus anymore. I enjoy being in the office now. <laughs> you got a taste of the good life. I, hey, bruh, I got the check. The check is so much better. <laughs> I mean, I just had to, you know, settle down a bit. Yeah. So now, 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 you know, my lady giving me shit. So like once in a while, like, um, the guy that actually replaced me. Yeah. Like he had to go, he had to take the day off to, you know, do something, right? Some personal shit. So he asked for the day off and I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. I got you. I'll cover you. So I drove from six to two. Man, I was fucking miserable. <laughs> and then I'm like, so there was like, a, that was going to be a Wednesday. So that Tuesday night, I'm calling my lady like, damn, man, I got to go some early. I got to get up. I got to drive all day. So here she go. Oh, but that's what you wanted to do. That's what you were born to do. No. I'm like, all right, I got to go sleep. Goodbye. Click. Damn. She went there. Yeah. She's that's always giving me shit. That was funny though. <laughs> Don't that, encourage that buffoonery. That was funny though. Don't encourage her buffoonery. <laughs> like that's what you wanted to do. Yeah, that's what you want. Oh, I'm a born to be a driver. Driver's in your blood, bro. It, it is. And then, but I've come to the conclusion that driving buses and trucks is not what's in my blood. <laughs> driving people crazy <laughs> is what I'm good at. Ha ha ha. And I don't need a CDL for that shit. No, you don't. So, but yeah, man. So, uh, other than that, man, just doing a lot of fucking overtime. Yeah. That, that's kind of where the whole hiatus shit came in, man. I was just hiatus. I just been pooped. I've been tired. You know what I mean? And it took some time for me to start adjusting to the, all the fucking overtime that I never ever wanted to do. Yeah. Cause when I was just driving buses, I didn't give a shit. Two o'clock hit, I was out. Click. <laughs> I legit would leave the bus there, let people board, and my 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 replacement, my uh my relief better be coming. Yeah. Cause if not, I was in my car headed home. Yeah. I got that call one time. Oh yo, such and such is running late. Where you at? Oh bro, I'm home. Yeah. Oh fuck, you mean you home? I'm like uh two o'clock hit. My I was done. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. I did that shit. I don't give a fuck. I ain't I don't now, believe you. But now it's like, ah, I gotta stay. Yeah. Gotta stay. You got gotta, a title now. Got a title. Gotta play by the rules a little bit. Get more money. Yeah. Got a wedding to pay for. Yeah. Fucking got a cruise coming up in, in, in July that I gotta pay for. That shit. That shit stressing me out because I gotta, Standing there, two thousand dollars in two months. Like, I can see now. It's in July, but they said it got to be paid up completely by April fifteenth. Oh, I'm like, like, come on, man! Like, you couldn't give me the June, nah. But that's that's because you know, Kyle. He got he was late putting that shit together. He kind of Kyle. Kyle. He kind of <laughs> organized that shit. He wanted everybody to go, or whatever. So. Man, so yeah, um, 
But other than that, man, I ain't do shit. Just planning a wedding. We talk about that a little bit. Um, so originally, I was gonna get married in Cancun, the Hard Rock. Cancun, Cancun, Mexico, right? We do destination wedding, and um, <clears throat> saved the date. We got that date locked in, and we 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 did the room block. Got like sixty rooms. Lock that shit down, and now we waiting about, about a week and a half, two weeks go by. We finally get the fucking link to start sending to everybody so they can start, you know, booking their rooms and shit. And this is the week that the fucking cartel decided to kidnap people and kill them in Mexico. But I'm like, no, babe, chill, relax. That shit is up by Texas. That's nowhere near Cancun. We ain't got to worry about that shit. That's in the hood hood of Mexico. Like, they not fucking with the tourists. <laughs> so she's like, I ain't, I guess. Bruh, like three, four days later, she calls me while I'm at work. Babe, my brother just sent me a link. Talk about the police or extorting people, tourists in Mex- in Cancun. Mm, there you go. I'm like, uh, shit. Uh... So, I guess we're canceling that. Yeah. Called the hard ride real quick. Hey, give us back our money. So, and then the next, the next week was just fucking stressful as hell. Cause we was looking at every fucking Caribbean island from St. Martin, St. Thomas, Barbados, Bahamas, Aruba, Antigua, Anguilla, <laughs> bruh, Curacao. <laughs> All of these shits, bro. We even went outside the box. We were like, yo, what about Costa Rica? And then we looked at Costa Rica, and it was like, yo, the prices are more reasonable out there. This shit is beautiful over here. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then we are like, hold up. How much are the plane tickets? Starting 1300 Ah, fuck. So it's like we, we can't win, man. Damn. And then we we after a lot of searching and researching and praying because <laughs> I was praying man like come on God I need something man like we found we found a spot it's in Jamaica Hotel yeah, Jamaica yeah man so we just we locked down that date the date moved up it moved back actually three eight days and then uh we just literally two days ago paid um the room block so, I think they said by this weekend, I should have the link. Blood clots. So then, yeah, so then y'all fools could start booking rooms. <laughs> Book the blood clot room, man. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Anytime I say Jamaica? Nah, nah, nah. Oh, okay. Just had to get out of the system, but uh, Jamaica's dope, though. Been there? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. From, I, heard. I heard that it was dope. From what I seen, it was dope. When I watched Cool Runnings, it looked dope. Like, yeah. Just, to make uh, a bobsled team and all that. Come on, man. I, I was singing that song. Some oh, people man. say, you know, them can't believe Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. That shit. That's my movie, bro. I love that movie. Yeah. 
John and, Candy. And, the legend. I thought you was calling me John Candy. Oh, no. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you see how he prints it at? Bro. Why? Because he's fat? And white. <laughs> What's a very fat white guy has the potential to be? Yes. And I've got called every fat white guy in history. I got called King Kong Bundy, fucking, <laughs> especially Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. Um, name another fat white guy. John Candy. John Candy, fucking fat bastard. Chris Farley. Chris Farley. <laughs> I got Pugsley. Oh my god! I got called all the fat white people. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Anybody say Action Bronson? No, because he got that big old beard. But if I grew my beard out, I'd probably get that one too. <laughs> yo, that's crazy, bro. Yeah. So. As long as they ain't call you Bastion Booger, yo. Kyle did. Ah, uh, of course he did. <laughs> Fucking bastard. Of course he did. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, man. So. But, yeah. Jamaica, Jamaica it is. Yeah. I, I can't front, bro. I'm watching this. Like, I'm, like, looking at videos and shit, right? Like, as we're, like, researching these different resorts and shit. Yeah. And I'm looking up these fucking resorts. And that shit started getting me hyped, bro. Like, I can't wait. I can't wait for this shit, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm anxious as fuck to, to, for this trip. I, mean, I I I can't front, bro. I'm I'm excited. You know As I mean? you I, should be. I'm gonna go to fucking paradise with my peoples, my family. You know what I mean? My new family. Yep. You know what I mean? And then I'm gonna be marrying my love. You know what I mean? I, bro, I'm, I'm I'm. It's a good thing. Yeah. Word up. It's a good thing. But um, I, I'll be honest. I'll keep it a buck. Watching those videos, right? Like, as I was getting excited because this shit looks beautiful out there. You know what I mean? Especially where we going. Um, all the, all the like reviews and shit that I see. And these are people that go there. They're like literally walking around showing you the, the place. Oh, and when I showed my sister the video. Yeah. Because, you know, I had to, I had to like break it to everybody that this was a little more. A little more expensive than Cancun was, right? Right. So, and I was nervous about that. That shit was, that was giving me anxiety having to tell everybody, like, listen, yo, you know what I mean? I know I already asked y'all to pay all this money to come see me get married. Yeah. Have a vacation and see me get married. But, <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to actually pay a little more now. Like, that shit was, like, legit giving me anxiety, bro. Like, I was stressing it. Word. So, I showed my sister the video and my sister was like yo i've been there i'm like wait you stayed here she goes no i stayed at the resort next to it right but this place has their own dolphin cove where you can swim with the dolphins right like it's what from what i understand it's the only resort that has their own so like montego bay there's a dolphin cove but you know all the different resorts go there right it's not no resort owns it. Yeah. Right. And then uh Negril, they have one, but it's not owned by a resort. This resort owns their own dolphin cove. So people from other resorts come to this resort to go swim with the dolphins. 
So my sister did that. So then I asked her. I had to ask. I'm like, so you were there, right? You you bit you was on the property. She go, yeah, I wo- I was there. I said, now you, I gotta ask you, is it worth it? Like, does it look like what I see, and is it worth it? She goes, yeah, I'm gonna keep it a whole, keep it a hundred with you. Like, I'm not even worried about paying the extra money because I know this shit is worth it. This shit is beautiful. Yeah. Said, all right. So that's when I calmed down a little bit. Like, all right, well, I mean, if 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 I got your word that it's beautiful, you was there. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Only the best for Grizz, man. Fuck it, right? Yeah. Shit. I knew that? I knew you would like the dolphin shit. Yep. You gonna swim with dolphins? Hell yeah. I am definitely gonna do that. Oh. They they might be scared of me. Oh. Like oh, natural shit. predator or some like, shit. Oh shit, it's an orca. <laughs> like it's free, really. It's a polar bear in the fucking Polar bears don't eat dolphins. They nah, eat but, seals. But they, you know what I mean? They can be aggressive. Very much so. So nah, but that makes sense. I'm like a dolphin cove on the resort. Yeah. Well, you didn't have to talk me into it. Did I did I send you the link? Yeah. Okay. That's what do you think of it? It's good. Looks good. It looks nice. It looks like there's a lot of shit to do there. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. You're in paradise anyway, so. Word. So that, they, looking at the video, though, they had a lot of shit for kids, so. And see, and that's one of the things that was giving me a headache, right? So our wedding party is going to be pretty large. We're at going, like, we're approaching 200 people. Right, I got like forty people going. The rest is my lady. Got a big family. <laughs> so, um, when we were looking for places, we had first thing we had to look for was something that could accommodate the size of the wedding. Yeah, right. That's not easy because a lot not- of these, a lot of these places, like it's a cap of like one hundred and forty people, right, or one hundred and twenty, or eighty. The smaller resorts, 80 people. I'm like, fuck. Second thing we had to look for was um, something that was family friendly. Yep. Because a lot of these people that are coming, bringing kids. So they need, you know, to be family friendly. And a lot of these resorts out there, that I didn't know because I don't be traveling out there. A lot of them are adults only. Can't have kids there. It ain't like some nudie shit. It just <laughs> the shit goes down. No, no, no. It's just <laughs> adults that just don't want to be around kids. They want to go relax and not be around kids. So <laughs> that's what kind of made it hard to find a, a new spot, right? So we found a spot though, man. And this spot, so this is this is a website that when when you're doing like destination, what is it? It's called Destify. Destify. Right? This is not an advertisement. They fucked up a little bit. So you could pay them, but I just use them as a tool to look at these resorts and get like it, it breaks down different stats and shit. Yeah. For the resort. So it's that was pretty dope. That's why I used it. Yeah. And it tells you whether it's family friendly or adults only. Yo, my lady said, babe, check out this one. And I did, and it said adults only. I'm like, babe, you can't do it. It's adults only. Damn. And I'm like, fuck, man. The beach holds up to like a 250 250- Person wedding and the fucking 
Starlight Terrace, when you do the reception, is up to like 400 people or some, sh- some shit like that, oh, right? Wow. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. The Starlight Terrace is 250 people for the reception, and the wedding could hold up to 600 or some shit. It holds a lot. Damn. I mean, and uh, the beach. So I'm like, yeah, we can't, whatever. And then she was talking to her cousin. She's like, yo, my, my cousin says she went over there. So she started texting her cousin. She was like, yo, is is this those only, right? She goes, no. I brought my kids there. It's it's fairly friendly. She's like, what? I went back to this site, Destify, to see this resort. And I'm like, it says adults only. Hold on. Googled it. It said family friendly. I'm like, son of a bitch. Facts. We were stressing because we wanted to go to this spot. Right? Yeah. Because the wedding packages and shit and the perks and the benefits and shit that they offer, we're like, nah, this would be dope if we could get there. Man, that fucking Destify bullshit almost fucked it up for us. Yeah. So, this is not a paid advertisement. Destify fucked up. They need to fix that shit. Word up. But, y'all do need to. So, yeah, man, just looking at videos and shit. It was, it was, I was getting excited or whatever, but I'll keep it a whole buck, man. I, I, watching these videos, man, I got, I would get mad and I would get sad. And I'm not trying to like rhyme on purpose, but I would get, I would get upset and I would get sad. And then glad? No. Dick. <laughs> so, cause then I'm like, so the mad part is I would see the, you know, because a lot of people get the the wedding video put together. Oh, yeah. Professional. Yep, yep. So then you you see the one shot with, when the motherfucker, when the groom is walking with, like, all his groomsmen. And it's like he's like six, seven deep. I'm going to have three with me. Hey, Amen. And I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, I know what you mean, motherfucker. Like, mm. and I started thinking, like, motherfuckers, boy, like, goddamn it, I, that's why I get mad. And I just keep watching the video, and then it hits the, it hits that towards the end of the video where oh. you got, you got the fucking, the bride dancing with her dad, and then you got the groom dancing with his mom, and then it's like, fuck, my mom ain't gonna be there. I mean, I already, I already spoke to my lady. I got some dope shit that I'm, you know, I mean, it's been done, but I'm, I'm gonna shit. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. I saw this little plaque and it says, I know you would be here if heaven wasn't so far away. And I'm gonna have a picture of my mom and she's gonna have a seat dedicated to her right next to my dad. That's fire. So, but yeah, man, it's, it's gonna be tough. And so. Talking about it with my lady, she's like, "Oh well, yeah, I was thinking about that when I was watching the videos, and damn, y'all, like, I know that, you know, I know that's where your mind went when you saw that." I said, "Absolutely." And um, so she she suggested, she's like, "Yo, why don't you like kind of dance with like your older? Would you dance with your older sister?" I said, "Nothing against my older sister. I love my older sister, but not nobody's." Stepping in for my mom's. Yeah, I feel I'd, ra- you. I'd rather not dance. I feel you on that. Nope, nobody's. And I know my sister understand that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, 
Yeah, that's 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 a no go. That's a no go. I'm not doing that shit. Nobody could step in for my mom's. Yeah. You either skip that part or you dance by yourself. I ain't dancing. I ain't putting the show on for people. <laughs> like, fuck. Oh fuck. You could dance like with that one time you was doing that dance. What dance? It was like the Justin Timberlake dance that you did when you was drunk. Oh no, it was the, the fat man Usher. Oh, the fat man Usher. There we go. <laughs> I would if I was drunk, but I'm you ain't gonna be drunk. I'm forbidden to drink at the wedding. There you go. I'm forbidden. She forbade me to drink at the wedding. Good call. You can't drink at the wedding. Good call. Like whatever. I guess. When you do that toast, it's gonna be like that's cow job. That's water. Whatever's in your cup. Oh, uh, I better be able to have like a cup of champagne. Nope. Oh fuck that. <laughs> Shit. You I'm gonna have like sparkling. I'm gonna have sparkling cider. Yeah. Oh fuck out of here. I want I want some fucking Bel Air in my cup. It'll be Bel Air water. Ace of speed out of this bitch. <laughs> uh, I ain't paying that much for no fucking champagne. Word up. But yeah, man, it is what it is. Nah, it's, it's gonna be dope. It'll be dope. I hope so. Yeah. I fucking hope so. I know it is. It's just, you know what I mean? And all the the planning and the getting everything together and all mm-hmm. that shit. That takes I, time and it's yeah, but Honestly, bro, like, I feel like, so I was frustrated with, like, we, cause, bro, from when I, when I, once I, I proposed or whatever, like, you know, you saw the video, I gave her a wedding planning book and I said, get the planning, right? So pretty much right after that, like early, when we got back and it was like January, early January, we started doing the research on the spots, looking at shit, right? Cause yeah. we didn't know how this whole destination where this shit worked. I was sold a dream, right? <laughs> it ain't, it ain't, it ain't what I was told. It's different. So everything costs fucking money. Yeah. So and an arm and a leg. So and a fucking and your neck too. God damn it. <laughs> so um, we 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 did all this research for different places, and then we we decided, I right, it's gonna be the Hard Rock in Cancun. Mm. And then we went full steam ahead with that shit. We booked it, and now it's like, you know, February, and like towards the end of February, and we like, all right, we got it. You know what I mean? We good, da da da. And then this shit happened, and now we had to start from fucking square one. Mm. And I felt like now we just got knocked back two two months. We just wasted two months. So that's what was really frustrating me, like fuck. Yeah. But I'm I'm kind of excited for the rest of the shit. Oh yeah, no. It's, it's... I'm I'm not like some I don't know, bro. I don't know about you, but me, I don't I'm not sitting idly by just letting whatever the fuck happen. No, I'm actively involved in this shit, like giving my lady ideas and shit for this shit. As you should be. You know what I mean? I ain't, I ain't one of them dudes that's like, ah, well, the women do this shit. Nah. My motherfucking wedding too. Thank you. 
know what I mean? And that that's what I was gonna ask you. Like when when you're doing the planning, mm. shouldn't the man have some input oh. and not just leave it all for the lady? Yeah, I mean, it's my fucking wedding too. It's the man's wedding too. Like he's just gonna be like, you know what? I'm just gonna show up. Whatever you do, you Look, do. Bro, we all know, right? I'm pretty sure I said this a long time ago on here. I didn't want marriage. Yeah. Like, I was at a point in life where I was content with never getting married. Yep. I honestly felt that at that time. I believed that I didn't want to do it, right? When I met my lady, we first date, she like, I don't want any kids and I don't want to get married. Been there, done it, and my kids are grown. I said, good, because I don't want no kids, and I don't want to get married. So we on the same page. We good. But you know what they say, bro? Right? Like, love is a motherfucker. And life is unexpected, man. Life throws curveballs, man. And I didn't expect to fall in love with this woman the way I did. And I didn't expect for us to, like, just our, our, our views and our our feelings changed towards that, like the wedding shit, right? And then we started just randomly started talking about it, and it's like, yeah, like I'm okay with it. And she's like, I'm okay with it. Like I would, I would get married to you, and I'm like, oh, I would marry you too. And so I knew when I was proposing, <laughs> like it's gonna be a yes. I knew the yes was coming. I told her, don't play with me and say no to be funny. Yeah, the cameras is rolling. Yeah. Nah. Nah, yeah. don't do that because I'm I walking want out. To. I'm walking out and I ain't coming back. <laughs> you walking for <laughs> Nah, bro. My pride couldn't take that one. That that shit ain't funny. I don't know how them dudes do it, yo. Nah. Like they, they at like basketball games. Oof. And like the whole crowd is there. And the, the the lady had the nerve to say no. Nah, but you know what, though? Like, I blame the dude for that some. He gets a lot of responsibility in that because True. Bro. Read the room. Read the fucking room. You you can tell when someone is open to that, when somebody is wanting that. Yeah. I knew when to ask. You know what I mean? There's no way, like, last year I would have asked that question because yeah. I knew we wasn't there. Yeah, of course. And we was a year and some change in, let's say, right? And I'm like, I'm not asking. I wouldn't ask that question. <laughs> but you you know you it you see the change in the people you see like their views towards that shit change the or they you know if a woman's hinting at it or it's it's just you just see it bro and you you feel it yeah so i think a lot of those dudes the fuck that ask and get denied bro they're a little delusional yeah and they, they they turn a blind eye to some shit that they they need to be looking at, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think it's a rare case when like, you know what I mean? Like uh, the girls leading him on the whole time, like that happens, but it's not yeah. gonna happen a lot. Nah, nah, like majority of the time, it's like she's showing signs that you know what I mean. She ain't really digging this shit, but he's probably head over heels in love. Yeah, and she not. And he's not reading the room. And he's not like peeping the signs and all that shit. Not 
She don't know how to bring up with him correctly. Yeah. So then he's like, oh, let me let me uh propose. Yeah. Put it all on the line in front of the fucking world. And then he just got shot down. And he turns into some crazy psycho. It's a jaded ass motherfucker. <laughs> and then the, he says all women are bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck these bitches. Money over bitches. And, you know, all those cliches that yeah, dude, yeah. hurt dudes about, use. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, come on, man. Gotta take some fucking responsibility. Of course. Take some accountability for that shit. Yeah. Read the fucking room. You know if, like, motherfuckers learn, need to learn to be honest with themselves. So, you could kind of tell when someone... Mm, when they're like kind of like leading you on to shit. And I and I say it because, bro, I was in that position, right? Yeah. Like I was involved in a situation where now I was I was told that, oh, you're perfect and you're great and you're this and you're uh, that. You know what I mean? Oh, when they say that. Yeah, when they say that shit, right? Oh, it's like, oh wow, all right. <laughs> but then the actions ain't lining up with the words. Facts. You know what I mean? And it's like, all right, well, if I'm perfect and I'm great and any girl would be lucky to have me, why the fuck don't you want me? Like, what the fuck is the problem here? Why you keep, you know, evading? Why you keep dipping? Why you keep disappearing and all that shit? You know what I mean? Why you keep playing these games? Ugh. But, you know what I mean? Like, I could see the shit, but I was like, I right, maybe, you know, she still heard from the past shit. Let me be yeah. patient. Man, fuck that patience bullshit. Fuck that. If they can't act right from jump, keep it moving. Yep. They hit you with that bullshit. Cause real talk, bro, if you don't respect yourself enough to, they not gonna respect you. No. Cause why would they? You a ego boost at that point. You a motherfucking ego snack. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I can just give him, like, bare minimum attention. Yeah. He'll come at my beck and call. Absolutely. And, oh, um, I want to eat at this place. Oh, oh, I try to get these shoes, but they have my size. You want to go to the mall with me? Like, yo, it'll be some slick shit. And they'll be using this, these, like, delusional ass dudes, bro. Because they couldn't read the room. They didn't take the time to communicate effectively with this person. Listen, man. It happens to the best of us. It does. <laughs> it does. We saying it because we lived it. Yeah. So I was this delusional ass dude. Hey, we all were, bro. I wasn't delusional. I was, I would say in those situations, in those situationships that I've been in, that I, I really wanted something more. Yeah. Those ones, I was not being delusional. I was being hopeful. Ah, uh, I, mean? I was just like, I right, maybe should come around. Maybe let me let I right. nah fuck that. Now I look back like nah, I was stupid as fuck. Yeah, you know what I mean. But hey, it's just uh one of those shits where you learn from that shit. Yeah, you learned. You learn more about yourself. Like, look, I can't do that anymore. No. Like, well, 
I, I'm done. Yeah, I'm man. good. No, I'm saying like at that moment, like, you know what I mean? Like going to the next, like you, the lesson that you learn is like, I can't do this again. Like if she's telling me or showing me that she's not interested or it's going nowhere, I got to leave. Yeah. I can't be hoping for nothing. Bro, it's fucking, in retrospect, man, it's like, what the fuck was wrong with me, right? Like, because the same shit that one situation shit was leading me on bullshitting me. I was over here dealing with some other chick and I I kept it a buck with her. Like, I don't want nothing. I don't want nothing serious. We can just chill, have fun, whatever. <laughs> but then when this one was acting up, I started, you know, alright, I guess. <laughs> and then and I guess she got let on. Uh-huh. And she wanted more now, and I'm like, nah, I don't want that shit. It's a vicious cycle. Fucking vicious cycle. I became the fucking monster. Yeah. That was terrorizing me. Ain't that something? That's how it be, man. But all that shit is done. It's over with. I'm good. I'm happy. Love my lady. Can't wait to marry her. That's fucking crazy. Bro, I, I sit there and just Think about this shit from time to time, right? Or if I'm, if I'm talking wedding shit, or and then, or I just be fucking driving, and I'm like, yo, I'm really fucking engaged, and I'm really gonna be getting married. <laughs> holy shit! It's not a scary holy shit. It's a like, wow, like I can't believe that that delusional motherfucker. Is here, you know what I mean? The the growth. Yeah, it has to happen though. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be stuck. Yeah, but growth is a beautiful part of life, and you know what I mean. Sometimes it takes the right people around you, the right environment, for that shit to really accelerate. Yeah, man. And now you at a point where you know what I mean. You about to get married, so that's that's great. Crazy. Yeah. It's the journey, bruh. Like that shit legit be blowing my mind when I think about it. I ain't never see this happening. I never I never thought about when I started dating my lady, I didn't think we was ever gonna have this conversation, marriage and shit. I mean, I wonder do people Ever think that? Like, oh, I knew the day. I know you hear that shit. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I knew the day that I saw her, I was gonna marry her. I guess in a very rare occurrence that happens, yeah. but that ain't real. Yeah, I, I, like when you hear that, like a lot, where like, yeah, I knew the moment I saw her, I was gonna marry her. Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. bullshit. You, you, sir, you had to drop all your other holes first. All right? <laughs> you ain't fooling nobody. I ain't. Yeah. <laughs> the first moment you first saw her, moment. please. You had other thoughts in your mind, homeboy. Mm. Especially yeah. if you went to a bar to meet her. You was not thinking about marriage. No, our first, our first date was at a bowling alley. Hey, that's it's good. It's an activity. Well, it was, it was Chelsea Pierce. 
And I didn't pay shit. I didn't pay for nothing. I ain't paid a bowl and I ain't paid for food. It was all free. Free 99. Hey, Skino. Appreciate you, bro, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a free date. There you go. That's that's planning it the right way. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And look, that free date, about to marry. Dope shit, man. Yeah. I don't know. It's just mind boggling, bro. I can't, I can't, I don't know. I don't understand why motherfuckers be scared of marriage and shit. That's, it's because a lot of times, you know, being a husband is a commitment. Yeah. Dudes are afraid of commitment. Dudes still want their fucking cake and eat it too. You know, there's still, there's still people with a foot in the dating pool and a foot with who they with. You know what I'm saying? And they can't let go of that part of their life. Once they ready to get let go of all that bullshit, like the, the bitches and all that shit. And ready to actually give themselves like a hundred percent to a person, bro. I I get what you're saying. I just it don't register. Like I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't understand it either. But bro, I'm fucking looking forward to coming home to my lady. Like, yo, m- me and my lady get along great. Yeah, like our sense of humor complement each other. Right, like we get each other's humor. Sometimes my shit goes over her head. She be ha- she be having her little doo 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 moments, <laughs> but we our humor it it, it, it complements each other, right? So it's like I look forward to like spending time with my lady. I don't give a fuck. I don't want to talk to nobody else. I don't want to be bothered with nobody else. I don't understand that shit. Yeah. And I don't see why somebody would want to be in a relationship if they don't feel that way for that person. Facts. If you can't feel like your lady is your best friend or one of your best friends, right? Yeah. Like, why be with them? For what? For sex? That or maybe... The fuck? You could go get that anywhere. True. You could go get meaningless sex anywhere. That's true. That shit... Come on, man. That shit... That's... That's superficial as shit. But you know, like, some of them dudes, they'd like to have, like, that safety net of, like, anytime shit. So they pussies? Yes. Okay. So they they want that anytime shit at home, but they still want to go adventure and get that new shit. It's crazy, man. I've seen it happen so many times, bro. I mean, it's... I've seen it a lot, too. I mean, I still... Shit, I... It was I seen friends do this stupid shit. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah, like, absolutely. And I'm looking at them like, fuck is wrong with you, bro? Like, like, I don't know. I don't know if my I'm wired differently. I don't know if my brain is different. I don't know why I think the way I think, right? Yeah. Maybe it's maturity. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't see why waste your time with someone or why waste someone else's time. If you don't see them as a long term option, now, right? Now everybody thinks long term. 
And not everybody has the value of time. But what the fuck is so scary about commitment? Well, besides what I mentioned earlier, maybe because they think of it as like a finality. Like now, like I can't do the shit that I was doing before. And now that all that shit stops. And now it's like a so, different thing. Uh, see, like, like I said, I think differently. Yeah. I think like, yo, I'm about to, I'm about to be able to come home to my, one of my best friends every day. Yeah. A person that I love, a person that I adore. I mean, like, I don't, that's just how I see it. I don't know. I, I can't, I can't understand the mind of the guy who is in a relationship and is cheating. I don't get it. It's, it's, it's crazy because I think that the disconnect happened when sex became the number one goal over love. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So now they're not trying to build that connection. They're trying to smash. That's it. They're trying to smash and add to their body count. That's horrible. Because you know how some society's view of masculinity, especially a few years back, is mm. how many girls you can have. You know what I'm saying? And some dudes like to wear that as a badge of honor. Like, yeah, I could get all these bitches. And, Yo, my you man, know, you was a fucking hoe. Yeah, like, I mean, there's quality over quantity all the time. Yeah. You'd rather have a real one than a fake hunted. That's that's fucking facts. Word up. But they, that's what I'm saying, that they don't think long term. So they want that instant gratification. They want to get the nut off and it's on to the next. It's hit and run. It's baseball season, bro. So it's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You see that girl over there? I hit that. You know that girl over there? I hit that. Like... Did dudes some be bragging about that? Yeah, and it's like okay, but what else? Like, what did you gain from it besides that? If nothing, then you wasted your time because anybody could have hit that. When you think about it, and if, yeah, if she let you hit quick, <laughs> anybody can hit. And that's not a knock on a girl or whatever, but. No, I'm not gonna ask. Th- think about so, it. <laughs> Joe. But you gotta think about it like that though. Like she a hoe, he a hoe, y'all some two hoe ass motherfuckers do some hoe ass shit, and y'all probably got chlamydia. <laughs> Ho <laughs> saying, <laughs> bruh, just saying. Nah, I go on record and say I ain't never had an STD in my life. Word up, me neither. Cause I ain't never been no hoe ass motherfucker. Word. Hey, that's a bad. That's a badge I fucking wear, with pride, like a motherfucker. Never, ever, ever. And and it's crazy though how like people be all willy nilly. Like I'm gonna hit this one and that one, and bro, it's like yo, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because I'm a Gemini, right? Because they say Gemini's are indecisive and shit. We kind of picky with shit. Bruh, the slightest fucking thing could turn me off from somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
The slightest fucking thing. Yeah. Bro. The stories I had <laughs> where like it was being thrown at me. And then she said one stupid thing. And I'm like, nah, done. Pull the plug. <laughs> Over. <laughs> done. You are done. I don't want to talk to you. Don't text me. Don't call me. I don't want to see you. No, nothing. Forget me. That quick. <laughs> Damn, yeah. Like, on some real shit, where are men in black with the flash shit? The Forget me. I never existed to you. Yeah. I'm I'm that... I, well, I was that picky with my shit. Yeah. Like, I cannot tolerate stupidity, man. And if I had one person years ago, years ago, She tried to, like, we all know I'm an asshole. What? Newsflash. Newsflash. <laughs> I should have put, like, the newsflash ticker across <laughs> the bottom. Joe is an asshole. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm very fucking sarcastic. No. Yeah. <laughs> so... She thought it would be a, a a smart idea to match my sarcasm and try to match my assholishness. <laughs> that would have been entertaining. That didn't go over well. <laughs> because I immediately drove her ass home and I immediately asked her to exit my car. And then when she wanted to see that, oh, I'm not going to get a kiss. I said, nah, you good. Get out of my car. Kiss your mother. <laughs> Kiss my ass goodbye. I'm gone. Kiss your kids. Well, yeah, she had a couple. <laughs> they were grown. Yeah. Nah, but she was she was she was, you know, little old head or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she had a kid that was like maybe, you know, maybe like five years younger than me, but <laughs> Well damn. <laughs> yeah, but she was cradle rocking. Absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah. No, get the fuck out of my car. Thank you. <laughs> that I, I I just... That shit just... Ugh. Don't, nah, I feel you, bro. Don't try to match that energy. I'm the asshole here. Can't be two assholes in this car. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, that, that's... That's it. That's gonna be... <laughs> Get out. It's like, what? I didn't even do anything. Get out. Scram. Your evening is done. Goodbye. (laughs) You are dismissed. Your services are no longer needed. (laughs) Best of luck in your future endeavors. (laughs) Don't call me. (laughs) Don't call me. We'll call you. (laughs) Shout out to Drift. <laughs> Shout out to Drift. Oh shit. So, but um, yeah, man. So uh I'm happy. Can't wait, bro. Yeah. That's what counts. Can't wait to celebrate this shit with my peoples, man. Bird up. Got Kyle big ass going on a plane. <laughs> 
<sighs> this boy ain't never been on a plane in his life. Wow. Ever. I said, nah, homeboy. He's like, damn, you can't do it like somewhere where, you know, we could get there by boat. I said, well, you better get your ass on a boat about two weeks early and get the fuck over there and meet me there. <laughs> Word up. You can take a boat out of Miami and go there. I guess so. Do whatever the fuck you want. But how are you getting to Miami? <laughs> he ain't Gr- driving. Greyhound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's going to take like a day or two. <laughs> fucking 18, 20 hours. <laughs> That's... Depending if they stop. It might be 24 hours if they stop. And you well, how many stop? You're on a bus. They ain't going to drive all the way, bro. No, they're they going to stop and switch. And they're going to stop and let you go to the bathroom and let you go to fucking get some food. They're going to do all that shit along the way. That's two days that you're wasting. And then you got to get on the boat. And I don't know how long it take to fucking sail over there. Depends. From Miami to Jamaica? Yeah. Uh, Could be a couple of hours. Yeah, probably, right? Yeah. All right, so he can get down there in about three days, four days, let's say, tops. Or he could sail out of Bayonne. Oh, and then that'd be like a fucking week. Yeah, that'd be a week. Yep, get your ass out of Bayonne. There you go. He'll be, he'll probably be tired as hell. We leaving out of Bayonne in July. Yeah. Going to the Bahamas. I was saying, so that's kind of like a rehearsal, a driver. Fuck that. Grow up and get on a goddamn plane. I mean, I guess what well, he has like a phobia. He's scared of heights. See, what if he like just like takes him that knocks him out and Operation Dumbo Drop? <laughs> Did you see that movie? Yeah, I remember that shit. <laughs> God, I love you, bro. Oh, my you. God. Remember when the fucking elephant woke up? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I remember that fucking movie. I'm an asshole. Nah, I'm saying, though, like... <laughs> Real shit. It's... They're gonna have to find some way to get down there because there's no. No, nah, he's taking a fucking plane. There's no bridge that goes from he Florida. He's gonna take a fucking plane and he's gonna go. And that's it. He gotta go. He's my best man. Say, so, hey, it's a hell of a way to start off your flight uh, history. That's like, it. It'll be your first time. So, hey, can't nobody else be my best man? Nobody. You know what I mean? I know Kyle. This year is 30 years. There you go. 30 fucking years. I'm only 41, people. What? About to be 42. Damn. Fuck you. <laughs> you ain't got to say it like that. Shit. Damn. You, you, you creeping up behind there? Oh, well, I'm not. What, 36 now? Yup. Creeping. Six years. Still all the way down here. 36. All the way down here, 36. Six years goes like this. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Six years flies by, fly guy. But then those six years, you'll be 48. So I'm I'm good with age, bro. I don't bother me. All right. I'm I embrace it. I'm a, I've been an old fuck since I was in my twenties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, good. was going to the club. I was home chilling, watching TV. It's like, I don't want to go to the fucking club. Bro, I had like a small little window in time where I was enjoying going to the club. Yeah. Right? But then it was like that time, I was like 2013, we, we did my birthday, we got into the fight at the club, 
And it was it was done. I said that's it for clubs. No more. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays you get me to go to a bar. Yeah. That's it. And I don't even care to do that too much, but I'll Word. do that. Some, Once in a something on some chill shit, bro. Yes. I don't want no crazy. Nope. No. None of that. You know what I mean? Ratchet spots over that, bro. Nope. I'm not going to Quantum 512. <laughs> Fuck that shit. That ain't in a club, but they try to turn it into a club at night. And that shit is. That shit is ghetto as shit. Not they, going. They need parking too. <laughs> Absolutely, they need parking. <laughs> you need to designate something out there as a parking lot, bro. They better pay Jersey City and Union City. Some they better pay some of these fucking like businesses and shit. Businesses, like, isn't there a supermarket like around the block? It, it's like the little mini mall area. Yeah, where you got like I think it's a CVS or something and McDonald's and. AutoZone yeah. and shit. Make a business agreement. Yeah, at a certain time, ain't that many cars in there. Yeah. So make a business agreement with them. Like, yo, look, at like t- after 10 o'clock, yeah. we'll use this. And you have an agreement with those uh people, whoever's in that mini mall. Then when they open, all those cars overnight have to leave. Well, they not the cars are gonna be gone long before they open. You never know. <laughs> hey, whatever's there after, let's say, 5 p.m., 5 a.m., you could tow that shit. That's how you make your money. Yep. That's a good fucking business agreement. I'm saying, though. That was, that's smart, but they ain't going to do it. They ain't going to do it. Whatever. I'm like, fuck. We'll find it out. We'll, we'll waste an hour of our time. We'll find it in the parking spot. Or we'll b- walk, <laughs> park 10 blocks away. The, see, the, the walk to the bar ain't the problem. Nah, it's the walk back to the car. The walk back when you're drunk as shit. Yeah. To the car or to your homie car because you better not be driving drunk. You know what I mean? Yeah. The driver better be sober. Always. Or only have a beer or two. Always. But, yeah, that's the part that sucks. Yeah, of course. Because then that shit feels like fucking eternity. Like, yo, where the fuck is the car already, bro? Like, yo, I'm going to sit right here on these fucking steps. Just bring the car around. Huh. And then they're like, no, get your fat ass up and walk. No, fuck you. And then start your <laughs> argument. We'll fucking cool and I'll fuck you up. That's how that shit go. Yeah. Word up. That's how it go. I'll smack the shit out you, motherfucker. Oh, fuck you. Now you're going to walk home. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it go, bro. Oh, man. <sighs> oh, good old times. <laughs> you heard it? You heard it? I heard a plane. Say not. <laughs> yeah. I heard I heard a plane out there, too. There's, like, literally plane flying over. Y'all probably don't hear it, though. <laughs> but nah, yeah. I hear the bell. So you know what that means. Yes, sir. Talk about some hip hop. Absolutely. Boys and girls. Grab a seat. Mm. Get your notebooks out and pen. Sure. It's another this week in hip hop history. With the power professional, Joey Grizz. Say what up to the class. What up, class? There you go. 
Now, so uh, a lot of things happened this week in hip hop history. Yeah. So, as we always do, we try to acknowledge the ones that f- have mm. left us. Mm. So, uh, on March 26, 1995, the legendary Easy E passed away that day. Mm. Now, this was a founding member of, you know, one of the most legendary, iconic rap groups in history. Mm-hmm. NWA. Or- and he was the one that put on Bone Thugs and Harmony. Damn. So, like, he is part of two major groups. And I know, I think his son does rap, too. So, yeah. yeah. But... Easy man, he he gets overlooked a lot, but he was one of the reasons why NWA had that swagger back in the day. Mm. Like he was the short dude, but he had all he wanted all the smoke, bro. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So now we go from death to celebrating life. There we go. And um, on March twenty fifth, nineteen seventy five. New Orleans own juvenile. Juve. Huh? Uh. <laughs> Was born. Hey man. Like in 1998, he he had he had something there. Yeah. Like that 400 degree shit mm. with the huh song. Like that beat that nobody ever heard of before. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit. He had the streets, you know, for a little bit. Um, but shout out to Juvie. Shout out. Uh, so now we gonna take it to the albums. Mm-hmm. A lot of albums during this little stretch in time. So this duo released their second album. He's the DJ and I'm the rapper on March 29th, 1988. DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith, a.k.a. The Fresh Prince. <laughs> I'm gonna let him live because I like the Will Smith back then. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I'll go to my first album is on March 27, 1984. Whew. I was only two years old. <laughs> About to be three in a couple months. The, the fucking damn near pioneers in hip hop. Released a debut album. He's first, y'all. Debut self-titled album. Run DMC. Ooh. 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 Yeah. I've said it on here a few times already. Run DMC is the first. That's the first group or first hip hop song that I can remember actually singing along to when I was young. Right? And it was uh You Talk Too Much. It's a good song. Yeah. And you never shut up. <laughs> but and they were so legendary. Like I think they were one of the ones that took hip hop worldwide. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when especially when they did the whole the collab with Aerosmith. Yeah. Walk this way and shit. And the whole like 
Adidas okay. look yeah. and that everybody copied. I still don't under bro. You got shell toes on right now. Of course. Bow. How you like me now? <laughs> I still don't understand how they wore them shits with no laces. Hey man, thick bro. socks, I guess. Yo, they calves had it hurt <laughs> for trying to keep that shoe from flying off. Facts. But they ain't really do like dance moves and shit like that. Just walking. That's it come flying off. Yeah. Hey, there was a time where I, I wasn't wearing laces on them. Shit. I ain't do that shit. Like in the early 2000s. Really? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was on my fucking 80s shit with that, bro. Bro, we, laces were cool then. <laughs> I know. I was trying to be different, though. Yeah. I'm about bringing it back. Run DMC style. Fuck that. <laughs> I like laces. Oh, shit. Shell toes and no laces. Um, speaking of debut albums, oh, this one on March twenty eighth, nineteen ninety five, called "Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous." Mm. The legendary Big L, rest in peace, debuted, and it would be one of those underground classics. That, you know, he's in a lot of the greatest discussions, he's not mentioned, but he needs to be. Yeah. That's how good he is. He was far ahead of his time. Oh, yeah. Like, if he would have still been alive, bro, I think his potential was through the roof, bro. Yeah, he would have been the one. Yeah. Yeah. It, I like I think the guy that would have been most affected is Jay Z, directly. Like Jay Z would have not reached this level that we know him if Big L was still there because, you know, they kind of are, are similar mm-hmm. in what they talk about and their their delivery and how they attack the mic. You know what I'm saying? And I prefer Big L in that instance. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, okay, so on to another debut album. And this one is a special one for me, people. If you know me, you already know Wu-Tang all day, right? Ooh. So on March 28th, 1995, this crazy summer one bitch dropped his first album entitled Return to the 36 Chambers. The one and only A Sun Unique, aka Big Baby Jesus, aka Dirt McGirt. <laughs> the one and only Old Dirty Doggy. The Old Dirty Bastard. Yes. Listen, man. This fucking album blew my mind when I was a fucking teenager. This is probably one of the most dirtiest, raunchiest shit I ever heard in my fucking life. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fucking intro alone. That set the tone, man. But, bro, this this album was amazing, bro. I love this album. I still bumped this shit. 
regularly to this day. Yeah. This is my shit. Like it was just something about dirty style, bro. Like he was like hip hop and he was like a, well, he's a mix of like hip hop and like soul and just funk and just all his different type of shit just rolled up into this one crazy son of a bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was it was just man. It hurt when he died. Absolutely. That shit that one that one hurt me, man. And the way he died and it it was just sad. All sad, bro. Just uh, another great one that was taken too soon. Yeah, well, I mean, he lived a crazy life. He did. And, and it caught up to him. It it did. It did. But he's uh was definitely uber talented, bro. For sure. And a style that's unique c- cannot be duplicated. Nope. Not at all. But someone of that same ilk also dropped their debut album on March 26, 1996. Hmm. The, na- the album name is The Coming. And this is Busta Rhymes. Woo-ha! Got you all in check. Yes, that was a good album. Definitely a good album. That was a good album. And you know, when he came out in those days, he was on the crazy shit. Yeah. Like, over the top, everything. The flow was like... like He would do like that shake flow. Yeah. Yo, this dude is nuts, but he's super talented. And... He still consistently, bro. To this day, he's still fucking elite. Yeah, he, he's 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 up there, bro. And he like we we gonna keep saying it. I'm gonna keep saying it. Yeah, he's super underrated. Super underrated. He's 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 not high enough on a lot of y'all motherfuckers' lists. Yeah, and y'all need to reevaluate your fucking life and re reevaluate your fucking hip hop, your greatest in hip hop list. Yeah, he up there. Right? Yeah, word up. Right, get your life right, motherfuckers. What he said. So now, another album. This is not a debut album. This is the second album. Ugh. March twenty fifth, nineteen ninety seven. This gentleman, who is in the debate for one of the greatest, right? Taken too soon as well. The late great Notorious Big yeah. dropped his second album, Life After Death. What can we say? If you ain't heard it, go listen to it. Classic. And both of Biggie's albums are classic. Absolutely. I mean, it's sad that some of the greatest talents that we had in hip hop were taken so young. Like Biggie died at 24. 24 years old. That, that's mind boggling. Like when you look back on his history, look at like, like he was really in the game for such a short amount of time. Yeah. Like, what, like five years or four years. Yeah. That like he his, really his, hit his, his peak. His, de- his debut came out what, like 94? Yeah. Ready to Die came out in 94. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 
So, and he passed in 97, March 9th, 97. So he was really like at the top of his shit for like three years. That that peak was very, very high. Very high. Like that, what do they call it? Meteoric raise to the top or rise to the top. Like he came out of nowhere with, I mean, we heard the party and bullshit, but then Juicy hit. Oh, which is a great song. Fact though, right? Little fact y'all don't know. Oh shit! Here when it we, is. When we were starting this <laughs> podcast, and we were trying to come up with a name, the name I suggested was "Potting and Bullshit" instead of "Party and Bullshit." Potting and Bullshit, but we couldn't agree on that. And the gentleman sitting next to me suggested, "What about Potting Us?" And then lay the words of parted us. Yeah. And then that's that's why we're parting us. That's so, right. Yeah, that's a little fact y'all didn't know about us. What good shit. Now we'll stick to New York. Oh. We've been in the New York state of mind, but that's not a segue into these guys. Mm-hmm. But in their own right. They were a movement. So their debut album on March 25th, 2003, the Diplomats released Diplomatic Immunity. And that was a New York classic because their sound with the heavy beats, it it changed the course of New York, Mm. really. Now, Dipset... Had some classic songs. They had the fashion. You know what I'm saying? And at that time, there was a void of New York groups in on the forefront. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know Wu-Tang was going through some shit. So they stepped in. Mm-hmm. And then G-Unit came. And, you know, the locks was always there, but... Yeah. They had kind of a hiatus at yeah. a certain point. The whole Rough Riders took a hiatus and shit. Yeah. They were gone for a while. So yeah. at that time, New York needed another movement to, to go behind. And Dipset. I, I wasn't one that followed. I wasn't a, I wasn't a Dipset fan. Yeah. I, I mean... I, it, it's just me being... A purist for the boom bap shit, for the, uh, that 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 grimy gutter sound. I like that kind of hip hop. You know what I mean? I like the fucking the dirty drums and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't. I wasn't with the party and shit. And they had more of a party of sound. Somewhat. Yeah. I'm just saying. Their 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 anthems and their their big hits were the party joints. You know what I mean? Somewhat. We fly, that bullshit. All yeah. That shit, that I mean, sound. That, that was a party hit, but a lot of their songs were like street shit. Yeah. It, it just didn't have that dirty, gutter, grimy sound for me. It, I'm saying like their sound was different because they, they implemented like the Dirty South 808s and their beat, like the big bass, the. <laughs> Like they had like that kind of sound integrated into their sound, but 
because I'm a little bit younger than you. Yeah. I'm saying that being out there, <laughs> being out there at the time when they were in the forefront, they was they was talking the street shit that no, was no, going I'm on. not saying they wasn't talking street no. shit. I'm saying their sound wasn't what I like. No, I feel you. That's all I'm saying. It, I'm not saying that, that what their content was. Their content was their content. I get what they were talking about. But it just wasn't... I just wasn't a fan of it. Personally. Yeah. Like, now I could go back and listen to this shit. Yeah. Right? I, I, bro, I'm one of the most hard-headed fucking musically... I'm one of the most hard-headed people ever. Right? I know. Like... I'll go, bro, I didn't want to listen to fucking Mace when Mace was out. Because I'm like, yo, this motherfucker's bubblegum rap. This fucking, he's singing to the girls and shit. I didn't want to hear that shit. I wanted that that grimy, underground, just raw hip-hop shit. Yeah. I wanted that that sound. Now I go back and I'm like, what the fuck was I talking about? This shit was dope. So, yeah, I'm just saying at that time, I wasn't a Dipset fan. And I'm telling you, like, to piggyback on what you just said, mm-hmm. I'm talking about like somebody like uh, because I know what kind of lyrics and shit you like. I'm like, how are y'all niggas saying that? Yeah, and I said it. My bad. That yeah. Chino XL was whack. And I'm like, yeah. nah, bro, you haven't listened to him like that. I didn't. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And then when you really like listen to dude, like not a lot of people are rhyming that way. Yeah. Like, and that is like. Intelligence level on the wavelength of a jizza, bro. Okay. On an immortal technique, that kind of, you know what I'm saying, pen mastery. And that's how I was like, if you like this, you would definitely like this. I'm not saying that you would like it the same, but it's of the same ilk. I guess. <laughs> Asshole, bro. I guess. <laughs> Just saying. All right, let's let's go on. Let's keep it. Let's still stay in New York with it. Uh huh. Another album, and I'm gonna go back to the Wu Tang shit. On his debut album, we got a lot of debuts here. Yeah, March was a very debut month. Yeah, in history of hip hop. Uh, another. March 25th, this one in 1998, the debut album of Capadonna, The Pillage. Gotta keep it honest. Okay, let's do it. I wasn't a fan when it dropped. (laughs) I wasn't. It didn't have, it had some different sounds to it, like, that I wasn't used to. Yeah. Right? I was expecting like his Winter Wars verse, like all the time. Yeah, you know what I mean. I expected (laughs) that, and it wasn't that. You know what I mean. And it took me a while to get used to, but that that album definitely had some bangers on it. Um, and then over time, I learned to appreciate the whole body of work, but. I'm just being honest. It wasn't one of my favorites when it, when it first dropped. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess I expected more. Pretty much like 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 Inspector Dex album. I expected more. 
Yeah. But and back then I didn't know why it was subpar. Yeah, information wasn't really out there like that. Yeah, we didn't know the whole flood and shit. So Will, speaking of subpar real quick. No, it's not a subpar. Not that. Speaking of subpar. So I'm scrolling through fucking Instagram, right? And we're gonna close up after this a little bit, right? So I'm scrolling through Instagram and it's like a sponsored post. And it's from it's like some some rap song or whatever, and it says feature method man. Got my attention. So I, I clicked the link. Let's go. Let's hear this shit. It took me to Spotify. I started listening to this fucking song, and I'm like, the fuck is this shit? The dude's name is Prof. Yeah. P R O F. And the name of the song is Subpar. So I'm listening to this shit, and I'm like, all right, when the fuck is Method Man coming? Method Man is pretty much at that, almost the end of the song. Yeah. That's the only way he's going to get people to listen to the song. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. That placement was right. <laughs> and then, so this is like a two, two, two singles or whatever on this little like EP. I don't know what the fuck you call it. It's like the little single thing. So, and then he got a song called, what is it? Pack a Lunch? Yeah. Featuring Redman. And I ain't go front. That song, that beat got some horns on it. Yeah. I like that shit, right? <laughs> yeah, that shit. Yeah, the horns is... The shit was hard, right? That's where it's at, yo. Now, this guy's ability <laughs> or lack thereof this motherfucker is subpar, right? So my whole thing is, though, how much did this motherfucker pay Meth and Red to be on these two songs? That'd be a lot. Like, how the fuck are they on this song with this guy who's not very good at all? I don't know who this gentleman is. I never heard of him before. No, me neither. He paid a lot of fucking money to advertise on Spotify because that shit popped up on my shit. <laughs> I'm saying, though, like, look at the money that he has for the features and the ads. Like, he I got his name out there. Bro, I want to know how much they got paid for that shit. They got a good chunk of change, I think. Shit, bro. That's a quick little easy, what, like, let me get like 10, 20 grand. Little bag. Maybe more than that. You think? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I, I really, I'm really intrigued by this. Like, how did this happen? How did these <laughs> two legends get on this this guy? This this guy who's very subpar. How did he get on? How did they get on his song? Did does he know one of them? Is it on some favorite shit? Could did be. they get broke off? <laughs> is it mad bread for the, like? Did they get some bags out of this shit? Like, what the fuck? Is he really their lawyer? Yeah, <laughs> bro. Like, is this some bucket list shit? Is yeah. He, is this a make a wish? <laughs> it could be. Like, yo, my my dying wish is to have Meth and Redman on two of my songs. Yeah, I mean, he could go back and say, yo, I got a song with Meth and Red. Oh, well, 
But anyways, go go listen to this shit. You know it's Prof, and the, the name of the song is Subpar. <laughs> and pack a lunch. And, and pack a lunch. <laughs> and trust me, he named that shit right. Subpar is named correctly. It is, but... I'm it, old as hell rubbing my knee and shit. <laughs> I, he, he forgot to pack a lunch, though, and his but, rhymes. Yeah, that shit was bad. But Redman, on that song, Pack Lunch, Redman killed that shit. Word. I didn't expect anything less, but it was it was. Anyways, I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah, no, no, no. One of us said subpar, and it just yeah brought me back. So it was genius marketing by him, bro. Yeah, absolutely. with that song subpar, because that's one of the first thoughts in my mind when I was listening to that. <laughs> he is sure as fucking subpar to me. Yeah, but yeah. subpar that he is, but he's not a dummy. So. Uh, anything else, sir? Well, yeah, yeah, we do got some things. Hold up, Go ahead. there was one more album. Oh, that I had to, I had to say, mm-hmm. because this dude's impact was undeniable. Okay, this was his second album, and it was this is April fourth, the year two thousand. Yeah, baby. No Big way. pun. Oof. Rest in peace. Ooh. Can't forget pun, man. To one of the greatest of all time. I'm gonna fly that flag for you all the time, brother. It's I missed the Puerto Rico today. It just happened to be that day where this week in hip hop history where a big pun drop. Drop. Yeah. yeah, baby. Absolutely. Which is a fucking classic. Fucking classic. That shit was dope. And you got to see his personality on there with his humor and just unmatched lyrical ability with the flow. Yeah. That scared even the best MCs, bro. Like, oh, I ain't messing with him. Another one that died way too young. Way too young. I think he was like 26. Nah, I think it was 28. 28? Yeah. I could, I could Google it real quick. Um, but yeah, bro. That was. I mean, when you go back, and I would suggest that people go back and listen to Big Pun and just look at the mastery of vocabulary that he has and able to fit all those syllables into a line, into into a bar. And, and it's fucking breath. In one soul. breath. Yeah. It was like. The motherfucker was like six, seven hundred pounds. Yeah, I don't know how much he weighed, but he was big as hell. But I'm telling you yeah. that he was 28 when he passed. 28. There you go. And way too young. Way too young, and he was also on a meteoric rise, and he was destined to be. Who knows what stratosphere he would have been in with the with the elevation of the Latin movement, what? reggaeton, and all what? that. The the collaborations that would have happened, Terror Squad would have still been a thing. Oh yeah, that that group, the original Terror Squad, like you know, yeah. in hip hop, not like street shit. Yeah, no, the hip hop group, yeah, original was like it would have kept. I think they would have stuck together. Pun would have been the glue. Yeah, he Pun was, was the, the glue. glue. He was the glue that held that together. So, and then everything fell apart when he passed. So, <sighs> damn, it, bruh. 
limitless. Like the potential, limitless. I'm saying though, like and when that man passed, I was I was in high school that day. Yep. I was at my locker and um, some of the homies came running down the hall, like, yo, yo, you heard? I'm like, what? And they're like, pun died. Bro, I was such a big pun fan. Yeah. Like I was huge on pun. Bruh. Was just, that was that a big pun that you just dropped? We caught it. <laughs> so <laughs> caught it. So nah man, like I legit tears fell when I when they told me that shit, bro. Absolutely, bro. Tears tears legit fell, bro. Like I I was I was heartbroken when that and I didn't never meet him. Nah. But I was such a fan. Yeah. Like uh, I, pun when I saw a pun for the first time and I heard pun for the first time it, it was something different right I was like what the fuck is this right and I, the first time I heard him so I the first I, I heard him long before he came out yeah right before his you know with his um not a player the original yeah before that shit dropped I heard him cause I was a, I was a Fat Joe fan. Yep. And Fat Joe's second album, Jealous One Envy, is one of my all-time favorite albums. And Pun was on that album. Yes, he was. But he didn't go by the name Big Punisher. He went by the name Big Moon Dog. Big Moon Dog. So I heard him before, but I ain't know that was him. Yeah. So then when I heard Not a Player, I'm like that shit, listen, when I was a teenager, I used to love the raunchy shit. I love ODB. This shit was raunchy as hell. Yeah. What can I say? I was a teenage boy, right? And this shit just, I just loved that shit. <laughs> and um became such a big punk fan. And it was just something about the way he spit. And it was just the the whole him being a Latino in, in hip hop. That shit, it was he just. He needed that. It, it resonated, man, on a deep, deep level. Yes. Like, I was proud of that dude. Like, yeah, Fat Joe was, you know, a Latino in hip-hop. But I don't know. It was just something different when Pun came in. This like is the skill, bro. Yeah. I think it was like, because let's keep it a whole fucking thousand here, right? If you listen to Fat Joe's first album, it's not great, right? I I listened to I listened to that shit. Me and Kyle were listening to that shit. It was like, what the fuck was this? Is, the only is this, song was Flo Joe that was dope. Yeah, I mean, it's a street dude that just happened to make yeah, an album. Exactly. Like you <laughs> could tell, like this is not what he do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he got one off with Flo Joe, but that was about it. Yeah. Second album, he stepped his game up. Yeah, you know what I mean. But he was never on. Pun's level. No, no, no. Pun was on a whole. Yo, Pun was like Joe was on like the second floor. Pun was at the top of the Freedom Tower with it. Where? Well, Twin Towers back then. Yeah, you know what I mean. He, that's how many levels above on the Joe top was. of the antenna. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> he was on. He was so far yeah. over what Joe was talent wise. Like absolutely. So when he came out representing Latinos, bro, it was like, yo, this shit is 
like it was a lot different, right? Yes. Because like, he was like, yo, he's coming with it right now. Yeah, bro. Like he 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 got some heat for these motherfuckers now. Like, <laughs> but what do you expect when he's just rhyming some dope shit? Going and it's just like nonstop, like a fucking machine gun, bro. Just hitting you, and you're like, uh, how am I so? Think of like if you featured in the song with him, you got to go after that. Yeah, like how are you, bro? Nah, no way. It, 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 was, it was another level win. So, yeah. Shout out to Big Pun. Yeah, always, man. You know what I mean, I just wish I could have seen more from him, man. Yeah. I really do. Man. You know what I mean? So, whether you people like it or not, he is one of the best to ever do it. Yep. And he's going to always be in, in the greatest conversation. Yeah, I don't care if he only has two albums. That ain't that ain't a fucking excuse. That ain't I, an excuse. They put they put uh, Biggie's Biggie there. up there, and he had two albums. Exactly. You know what I mean, so fuck out of here. Word. Anyways, let's move on from pun. Um, I got one last thing here, right? Yes, it's not an album, and this is probably I don't know if we've done this before. Uh huh. Where we 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 kind of like talk about a song. Yes. That released a specific song. Uh huh. So, um, I don't have the date here. You have the date? I don't. I don't have the. Date. Oh yeah, I got you with a date. Yeah, let me get the date because I didn't write the date down. Yeah, this is uh March twenty fourth, nineteen ninety eight. There you go. So actually, it was a day before Capadonna dropped his album. <laughs> so this guy dropped. So like this guy was relatively nobody, right? We heard him on a song or two, and. What makes this song significant is that it was this guy who nobody really knew, right? And he was coming at one of hip hop's goats. Yeah. Like the dude that coined the phrase goat. Exactly. LL Cool J. This song came out of left field. Nobody knew where the fuck it came from. I knew who this kid was because he was on. LL song. Yeah. And this is where it sparked this, this beef. But when he dropped this song, this guy fucked the song was a, one of, arguably one of the best diss tracks ever. Absolutely. Right? And the fact that you have Mike Tyson opening the fucking song. I'm an E, 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 yo. So if you don't know who I'm talking about by now, we're talking about cannabis. Woo! And his song, Second Round Knockout. Damn. If you haven't heard it, and you're not a hip-hop fan, and you haven't heard that song, go listen to the song. Listen to... <laughs> Man. It's a culture change. Yeah. The shift. You're like, yo, who the fuck? It was the, the, the shock and awe of hearing him say this shit about L, like, what the fuck? This dude crazy. Like, 99% of you fans wear high heels. Ooh. I'm going to listen to the song, Go Home Now. Oh, no, I oh, man. I'm telling you, that that is one of the best diss yeah. records when you put everything into context. Mm-hmm. Cannabis is a 
elite lyricist. And it's like you had to pay attention because he was spitting fire. Yeah. Even though he was a relatively unknown to to the world, right? Yeah, at that point, yeah, he was new. And he was featured on LL song, which Four, was three, two, one. like what? I thought they was just on a song together, and then now he's going at him? Yeah, that I it was it was like wait. This is one of my favorite songs at the time. Yeah. Now I mean four three two one because it had Math, Red Man, DMX, Buggy Cannabis. Well, I didn't know who Cannabis was. LL. Like, holy shit, this song is dope as fuck. Heavyweights there, boy. And man, then you find out the backstory. Yes. About LL having a tattoo of a mic with a crown on it. And then Cannabis saying, oh, I want a tat like that. You know, because he thought it was dope. And then L changed his verse to address that shit. Yeah. So he took a shot at Cannabis on his song that <laughs> Cannabis was on. Oh, so man. then afterwards, Cannabis dropped this fucking gem. Yep. And the rest is history because then L came back with Jack the Ripper yeah. turns. And whew, that was another one. Yeah. That one was good, too. It was. But, man. It, it, it was good shit, man. It was. It was some really good shit. Shit, that, this song alone made me go buy Cannabis' album. Right? That That's my point. This <laughs> song alone made me go buy that shit. Absolutely. And that album, to me, it wasn't it. He had some songs on that I liked, but I'm like, eh. It, it didn't hit like this one did. Yeah. I was like, eh, in retrospect, I could have... Save the money on this. Yeah. But it's it's interesting because, you know, a lot of people, when they argue who won this beef, yeah, it's kind of split yeah. because people think, oh, if we're going by popularity, LL won. But if you break it down to what was said and how it was said, a lot of the underground cats say cannabis got them. Mm. And it, it was close. Subjective, people. Yeah. Subjective. I don't know. I like both. I like. It was a good it beef. Was just, it was a good beef. It was dope. Yeah. It was some real, like, entertainment. Funny, funny, funny side note, right? I met, I met Cannabis. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I met him. So, in 98, I was working in a movie theater in Newport Mall. Right? I was an usher. And, um, I was 17 years old and I was home. I didn't work that day. It was like probably like a Thursday night or some shit, right? And Kyle worked with me in the movie theater and my boy Raymond. They worked that night. They were working. <laughs> they called my house phone because we didn't have cell phones back then. Well, we were young. We didn't have cell phones. So they called my house and they were like, yo, you got to come down here. You got to come to work. I'm like, why? It was like, yo, it was like, yo, Fat Joe, Big Pun, and DMX just walked in the movie theaters. Woo! I said, what the fuck? It was like, oh, yeah, cannabis is here, too. I said, what the fuck? <laughs> Bro, like, and my mom's was OD strict on me, right? Like, if I wasn't at work, I had to be my ass in the house. Yup. So I'm like, Beck, Ma, you got to let me go. You got to let me go. Please let me go. Let me go. So then I go down there, 
thinking I'm gonna meet Fat Joe and Big Pun <laughs> DMX and they're like, nah, we fucking with you. They ain't really here. Oh shit. And they're like, oh yeah, but cannabis is really here. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, he went in to go see um Rush Hour. Oh, Rush Hour's wow. in the movie theaters. Huh. He like, he went in, they, he's in he's in theater, I believe it was like theater two. Theater two, watching Rush Hour. Now, my sister drove me down there. Yeah. Right? So my sister, she was like, oh, I want to go see the movie. I'm like, yeah, go, go watch the movie. I'm going to go in the back with the homies. So when I went in to go see Cannabis or whatever, my sister came out like, yo, that fucking rapper touched my butt. I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, when he went out, he left the, the theater, he touched my butt. And I was like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> go beat him up. I'm like, <laughs> You should be happy somebody famous touched your ass. Oh, shit. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> but anyways, I saw him, and I went over there, and I was like, yo, what's up, bro? I had his album. I had his album with me. I brought it with me. I brought all those albums. But the only album I own, it's the only one I needed, motherfuckers. So I went over there, and I'm like, yo, what's up, bro? Can I, get a, can I get an autograph or whatever? So he signed his album for me. Bro, this motherfucker was like 5'2". He was short as shit, skinny as hell. He looked like fucking bone, like a skeleton. And then he had like size 52 fucking sweatpants. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> Super baggy. Super baggy, bro. Like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> but yeah, he gave me his autograph and shit. That's what's up. Shook my hand and kept it moving. Yeah. That's but, what's up. Yeah. It's funny how like, I got these random stories about. Nah, it's cool. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. It doesn't happen all the time, bro. So Yeah, I know. But when a hip hop, you know, legend is at the movie theater, are you a kid? I'm gonna call him a legend. He is. I wouldn't call him that. He has to be, bro. Like I wouldn't call him that. He he was in the legendary battle. Yeah, but doesn't make you a legend. It does. It does. If if you part of a legendary battle, that does make you a legend. I don't think so. Yeah, it does. Because you. To have that, if he, if... Wait, okay, I got one. Okay. Is Benzino a legend? Yes, but in the for the wrong reasons. What do you mean? Nah, because, you know, like, he, he got exposed for using the Source magazine to parlay that into features and all that shit. Mm-hmm. That beef kind of exposed that. Mm-hmm. And he was never the same after that. But I will say this. There, a lot of people knock him, but what he was saying wasn't crazy, though. Like, Eminem did have to answer for that stuff that, that he said on those records. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that was kind of like swept under the rug at, with all that hysteria was like, he brought to the a table a real thing that he was disrespecting these women, mm-hmm. calling them these names, which I'm not going to say, but that because at the time he went after the most popular dude, they didn't want to hear what he had to say. Now, take out whatever you think about his rhyming ability or whatever, but what he was saying was real. And it wasn't 
it wasn't addressed. It's not a popular opinion, but what he's what he brought to the table in that press conference with that song. Still not a legend. I mean, there. So think about it like this: If you win a legendary fight, you are a legend, even if it's for that moment. How long you're a legend for is on you. It's on the listener. It's on whatever you bring to the table. But if you're a part of a moment in history, for that small amount of time, you were, but for the wrong reasons. You were a villain. See, I don't see it that way. I can see you could be someone that's part of a legendary moment and still not be a legend. So why is he still talked about to this day? Ooh, Benzino. You're a fucking scrub. If he was a scrub, they wouldn't talk about him. They would have just let him be. Bro, he's a clown. And that 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 alone gets him talked about. Did you see his fucking the last video that he did where he thought he was fucking D'Angelo? No, I didn't. Fucking guy with no shirt, oiled up, fucking and the camera going around him. <laughs> Oh fuck, bro! This ain't this ain't brown sugar. What the fuck is you talking about? Get the fuck out of it! I ain't even like that video. You know what's funny is that how how old is he? Like it is damn near sixty. That's tough. I like Benzino's father though. Schnapps, thorough dude in Boston. That's great. Means nothing to me. No, I know that. I'm just shouting. I don't out. even. I don't even know. I don't even know who he is. Yeah, nah. He he's he's a a dude that put in a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? Without getting too specific, but what I'm saying is that with Benzino, he parlayed a lot of that shit to jumpstart his career, and he kind of got exposed in that beef. Yeah. Still don't think he's a legend. You can have a loss and be a legend for the wrong reason. But I'm saying like him being talked about, him being a part of the Source magazine makes him that, like his contribution. What whether you like it or not, that five mic shit. People look forward to that. That that five mic rating. That yo. That set the standard for hip hop magazines and that oh yeah. Like that and he was a part of that. That that is kind of legendary because there was none of no hip hop magazine at the time that was bringing it to the people. So like when you had the unsigned hype, when you had like, you know, uh those legendary covers, you know what I'm saying, the, the source awards. Those were the real hip hop awards when the Grammys went and let mm-hmm. us in the door. So now that I'm thinking about it, he actually did provide a platform for hip hop to grow. I guess. I still don't feel the legend. <laughs> he has to be. I mean, I don't think he is. I think the source is legendary. But he was a part of that. It doesn't matter if he's a part of it. I'm just saying, you could be part of something and still not be a legend, I think. 
Okay, so are all the leg are all the members of Wu Tang legends? I would say no. Why not? I don't think I don't think like I think like some of them are part of it, but didn't do legendary shit. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't consider Master Killer to be a legend. Okay. I wouldn't consider Capadonna to be a legend. But he is are they legends because they are a part of a big the group is legendary. But on their own, I don't see think they're a legend. Well, there that's because there's levels to it. Legend being a legend just doesn't mean what you did musically by yourself. You could be a legend like Nate Dog. Okay. He didn't do a lot of songs by himself. Yeah, but what he did was great. Okay. It was legendary shit that he did. Exactly. He made those songs that he was on. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that in the grand scheme of things, what he did was hooks. Okay. Something that is very simple in idea. What I'm saying is Benzino is a founder of Source Magazine. There would be no Source without him. That's that's huge. Because where else would people from, let's say, any random state that didn't have New York songs playing? So, like, if you were down south, South Carolina, are you listening to hip-hop back in the day? I don't know. I don't know. But Source Magazine got you to know about some of these guys that you probably wouldn't hear about. Like I said, I think the Source magazine is legendary shit. Yes. So I feel like he was part of something legendary, but I don't think he's a legend in his own right. I don't think that man is a legend. I just, I, we could agree to disagree here. Yeah. But I just, that's just how I see it. Like, all right, you could be part of some legendary shit, but that doesn't make you a legend. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how I see it. Like you didn't do anything besides that. And I'm I'm pretty sure he's not the only person that was involved in the creating of the source. No, but it was so him it and was David Mays and the first and they were the founding members. Huh? So it took it was two guys. Mm-hmm. Zeno, Dave Mays. Mm-hmm. They founded this periodical that became a magazine. And Really was what they said the hip hop Bible at the time. Yeah, I know. I used to buy the shit every week. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Like that is not small. Hey, so it takes a legend to do great shit. Not necessarily. I don't believe that. I believe somebody could not be a legend and didn't. Stumble upon some legendary shit. Do something that that is so legendary, but you're not necessarily a legend. I'm saying that there's different levels to being a legend. Okay, that we could agree on. That there's transcendent legends, and then there's ones that were part of a movement. There could have been right place, right time, but still that contribution is legendary. 
like by default, if you do something legendary, then you are a legend by definition. Like you, you cannot be it. Not you cannot be a non-legend and do something legendary, because then we have to come up with something else. So, so like with Wu Tang, right? Yeah, you have motherfuckers that's behind the scenes, mm-hmm. like Divine, yes, Power, yes. You you consider them legends? It was part of something. It was part of that movement. I think for what they done, yeah, for the position that they played, they were. Mm, I don't know. I feel like that's just placing that. That's just using that word too lightly. It could. You know what I mean, be. like, oh yeah, you did. You was part of this. You're a legend too. Nah, I'm just saying that it takes everybody from the top down for a movement to work. Hey, so the movement is legendary. Yes, but individually, everybody is not a legend. They can be at varying degrees. Somebody's going to be front and center, and they're going to be the obvious legend. But behind the scenes, you have legends too. That. They don't right. get the not- notoriety. I just can't place that word on everybody. I can't. Oh, I'm not placing it on everybody. I'm just saying. If, if, all right. So we said you said that there's degrees and behind the scenes and they do legendary shit. So they're part of legend. Nah, I just feel like. So like we're, let's Wu-Tang as example. You got the core members. Yes. Right? They're like original nine. And I, like I, I'm not even saying Master Killer, right? Because he really didn't do much, right? You know what I mean? He he was barely on the first out. He was on one song, yeah. So I can't put him on. I can't give him that that title of legend. But the other nine, I, I mean, the other eight, I can. Because they would they they would have moved. Yes, you had motherfuckers working behind the scenes helping out. You know what I mean? Now. I just can't give everybody this title that you know what I mean that there wasn't that they were part behind the scenes, but they wasn't doing this shit. Like I'm looking at Wu Tang as a rap group as this, right? Right. So throughout my history, I'm not looking at I didn't know who the fuck Vine was. I didn't know who Powell was until later. Much later. Mm-hmm. Right? So I can't consider them, I can't look at them. So I guess it's subjective, right? How you look at them, right? So you can look at Benzino as a legend. I don't see him as a legend. I don't see him as a legend in hip hop. I think he was part of something that was legendary, which was the source. But I can't consider him to be a legend in hip hop. Not in the musical sense, but in contribution to it. Mm. And who's to say he was like, I don't know how much he contributed to that, right? Was he just was 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 it his idea? Was how much did he come up with this idea? How much did he contribute to it? Was he just money for it? You know what I mean? Like right. there's different shit. So there's different factors. So yes, like I said, he was part of something that was legendary, which is the sauce magazine. But individually, you didn't do anything individually to be considered a legend. Are you talking about music-wise? In general, you were part of something that was legendary, but you are not a legend. 
You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure, like, on all those fucking Yankee teams where Babe Ruth and them was knocking them shits out the park, there was somebody that's on that fucking team that contributed to some wins, but they not a fucking legend. Of course not. You see what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying. So you could be part of a legendary thing. You can. Okay. The Bulls. You have Michael Jordan, legend. Scottie Pippen, legend. You got fucking, I say, Tony Kukoc, legend. Dennis Rodman, legend. Dickie Simpkins, not a legend. Right. Judd Bushler, not a legend. Right. You see what I'm saying? So that's what I'm getting at. You could be part of something that is legendary. Right. That 72-win bull team was fucking legendary. They're going down the history as one of the best teams ever, right? But these dudes in on an individual level are not legends. I can't look at them like, oh, yeah, yo, Dickie Simpson is a fucking legend. Never. Well, I mean, like, you never know. Like, he could have been... He could have been a street ball legend. He could have. Th- there's a there's Bruh. degrees. But you just added to some shit that I I'm talking about that 72 win Bulls team. So I'm using that specific thing. Okay. I'm not talking about what he played in. I don't give a fuck if you was balling out in high school. I'm talking about right now on the 72 win Bulls team. You, I can't consider you a legend if I'm looking at this this situation, right? So Benzino, I know for hip hop. I don't feel like he is a legend in hip hop. He contributed to some legendary shit, but I don't think he is a legend in this game. Whether it be with the source or musically or whatever, I don't think he is. I can't see him. I can't give him that title. I could say he contributed to some legendary shit. He was part of some legendary shit, but just because you're part of some legendary shit, I don't think it makes you by default a legend. I don't think that. I'm saying for what he did though, with being a part of the Source magazine, a founder. But member, he also did some fuck shit with the Source. Like he, he did. was shorting motherfuckers on their mics. You know what I mean? He All did. They came out, bro. He did. So there's a negative aspect to so it. So I can't call you a fucking legend. You was just some fucking herb shit, bro. But, some- but at the same time, shit. there would be no Source without him. And there would be no source awards without him. Okay. So he contributed to some legendary shit, but it doesn't make him a legend. But at the time, was there any platform? He, this was, this is st- stuff that's first of its kind. Okay. A hip hop only magazine. This is before double XL, before anything that came after it that tried to copy the format. The source awards. A hip hop only. Again, that shit is legendary. Yes. Those magazine, the source awards, all that shit is legendary for hip hop. Yes. But because he was part of it doesn't make him a legend by default. I don't see that. You can believe that. I don't see that. I still think he, he, he a fucking punk. He a scrub. He corny, but he contributed to some shit that. You could still be all that and a legend at the same time. I just don't. He doesn't fit. I don't look at that man and say, yo, that nigga's legendary. I don't think he's legendary in like that aspect that you're thinking. Even with the fucking source and the contributor, you keep pushing that part. It doesn't matter. I don't see him being a legend because he was part of it. Like I said, I can't see. 
I would never go on and say Master Killer is a legend because he's part of Wu-Tang. I won't say that. Just because he's part of Wu-Tang and Wu-Tang did some legendary shit. As a group, they are a legend. The, the group, the movement of Wu-Tang is legendary. Right? It, it changed hip-hop. It was everything. But I can't go on and say, yeah, yo, Master Killer, that's a legend. Can't. No matter how much he was a part of hip-hop, like part of Wu-Tang shit, I just can't see him as a legend. I just... just but all he, all his contribution would be just MC. I mean, it doesn't matter. It has to be because hip hop is not just MCing. There's legends in all avenues of hip hop, and that's that's what I'm saying is that on a media level, he what he was able to accomplish. That had to take a legend to do that. Even when, bro, you think that it was easy to get funding for being a hip hop magazine? Like when it was coming out? Bro. How did it get funding? How did it get funding? I know Benzino put a lot of that money up. How did Benzino get a lot of that money? I'm going to take a wild guess in the streets. Okay. So it's not about, oh, it's easy to get funding. But you still you still well, need to publish it. I'm pretty sure he didn't go make this money in the streets to say, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to risk my life. I'm going to go make this money so I can start this magazine. He ain't do that shit. He made some fucking money. He running in these streets, made his money. And then the his partner in the source probably came along with the idea and Benzino was probably the money man. Now, I'm supposed to give him credit for just putting some money up? No, because uh, Benzino at the time was doing music and he had his connections that he could leverage to bring on that shit. Like, it was because the the other dude wasn't a street dude and he wasn't a hip-hop head like that. So you needed that bridge. I don't know. All I'm saying, we, this is going to go on forever. We could agree to disagree, but I I still feel that you can be part of something legendary and not be a legend. It doesn't have to make you a legend. That's all I'm saying. That's my point. Yeah. That's what I feel. And that's all I'm trying to say. You keep arguing that he's a legend because he was part of the source and the creation of the source. I don't think it makes him a legend. I think him and Duel came together and they did some legendary shit. But like that other motherfucker is not a legend. You call him a legend too? As a hip hop journalist, yes. Eh. He is. I don't I don't know. I don't know his body of work like that, right? All I know is the source. I didn't even know he was part of the source. Right? But it goes the same with him. Like him, Benzino came together. They did some legendary shit. I don't necessarily think it makes them legends in hip hop. I don't. But I'm saying taking bias out of the picture. It could have been anybody. It could have been you know, anybody. That's what I'm saying. It's it doesn't matter. That's why I'm giving other examples, right? Besides Benzino. It's not about Benzino. I don't see that man as a legend. I don't see 
I'm trying to tell you, like, I can take a group of motherfuckers, motherfuckers that came together and did some legendary shit. Yeah. That's why I gave you the bull situation. But not everybody on that team was a legend. Right. And that's what I'm saying. So those, those whatever, however many, 12, 15 guys came together on that Bulls team and they did some legendary shit that nobody did before. But, bro, nobody is ever going to go down in history is ever going to say Judd Bushler, Dickie Simpkins, and whoever the fuck else was on that team, the scrubs, that nobody knew at the bottom of the bench that they were legends. Nobody's going to say that because everybody knows they weren't legends. Okay, but Phil Jackson's a legend. Okay. He's a legend. Yeah. Tex Winters is a legend. He's the guy that invented the triangle offense. Okay, so, but these, these, they, they did legendary shit individually. Fucking Phil, uh, Phil Jackson went, he coached, he won games, he won championships with other teams. So he's legendary. Right. For what he did, his accomplishments, right? But as even, a coach. Even if he just coached the Bulls, he was still a legend. But as a coach, for his, for his, what he did, he was a legend in what he did. Right. Right? He wasn't on the court playing. I'm not saying he was part of a team that was a legend on the team. No, he's a legendary coach. So for his role, he was a legend for what he did. Right? Right. So you, the dude that you said is the triangle offense, that's some shit that became that in itself because he created it, and it worked so well, and it, and it helped the bull. That was some legendary shit. Right? Yep. But what I'm saying, yes, individual things. This guy created the offense. This motherfucker coached, right? That's his job. He's the coach. What I'm saying is motherfuckers come together and accomplish something that's legendary. But it doesn't make everybody on that contributed a legend. It's because they contributed to it. Right. You just contributed to some legendary shit. You have a role in it. But it doesn't make you a legend for the rest of history. And that's how I feel with Benzino. All right. He came together with old boy. They did some legendary shit as a group together. They made hit, they made this hip hop Bible, Source Awards, all that shit. Great came from it. But it doesn't, for the rest of history, doesn't make you a legend because you was part of it. You just contributed to something that was legendary. But how many other people? were there besides those two guys that could take, could even be considered a legend. But that's what, bro, this is what I'm saying. You don't have to be considered a legend because you took part of some legendary shit. But it's not just legendary shit. Like the Source magazine, you can't downplay the impact in the game that it had. Where, where am I downplaying the game, the impact of the Source or the Source Awards? What what you said is like no, yeah no, it's no, cool no. they did no the, the no source. no no I said listen to what I'm saying the source them creating the source and the source award that's legendary shit uh-huh. but these two guys came together and did some legendary shit so I'm not downplaying it anywhere I'm giving the source and the source awards its its right status of legendary shit right right. But I'm saying just because they did this legendary shit it doesn't make them legends. They came together and contributed together to make some legendary shit, but it doesn't 
you're not gonna you can't get the title because you contributed to this shit. You're not a legend. You just contributed then, to then, legendary shit. Then who gets? Nobody has to get the title for that. You just get it. The, didn't create itself though. Okay, but it doesn't make you. It doesn't mean that you have to be called a legend. You can be. You can get your credit. Yo, you contributed to this shit. You know what I mean? He's always gonna be known for that. But it doesn't make you a legend. I don't know. I think a lot of a lot of backlash with him. If he didn't have the beef with Eminem, there'll be a lot of different opinions. Bruh, I, I didn't give a shit who he was either way. Like, bruh, I bruh, who the fuck before that shit? I honestly, until Eminem shit, I didn't know he was part of the source. Yeah. I didn't know who the fuck created the source at that time. That shit came out to me with that whole Eminem shit. Yeah. So if he was so such a legend, I would have knew. I knew who the fuck Russell Simmons was. Russell Simmons didn't ever rap one day in his life. But I knew he started Def Jam. Him and Rick Rubin started Jeff, Def Jam Records. Right. They, they did some legendary shit. Okay. Russ went on to do other... As a businessman, he's a fucking legend. As a businessman. Thank you. As a businessman. As a businessman. Okay. But in that lane, they are legends. Bro, besides doing that shit, what has Benzino done that is legendary? He's not a legendary MC. He's not a legendary shit. He just contributed to some shit that became legendary. It doesn't, that's what I'm trying to say. Bro, if I. If I go outside and I, and I, or me and you, this podcast was to blow the fuck up, I ain't going to be a fucking legend. Right. You know what I mean? The show would be legendary shit, but it doesn't make us a legend. You know what it, I'm saying? Like It could. I mean, it depends on how many people are on there. If it's, if it's two guys that create something for out of nothing, it was it was never been done before. This is something that they had no no representation in any type of media. Nobody was covering this shit. We had somebody for us to tell our story. Now, the, how does it make him a legend? Yes, he contributed to it because. But why does he fucking deserve a status of legend? Because he helped do something. That. What they created is legendary, but it doesn't, by default, make him a legend. I mean, the idea had to come from somewhere in the execution. Okay. And, and that's the, contribut- the contributing part. Right, but it was just two guys. So it's, it's not like it was a whole team of people that... It doesn't matter how many guys it was. It does. How? Because nobody else was doing this at the time. Things came later. Like, okay, people do, yo, there's pioneers and everything. Right. That you could call him. You could call him a pioneer, but I won't give him the, the title of legend. You, you, like, I'm going to keep saying the same shit over. That's why I said we could agree to disagree on this shit. Uh-huh. But you created something that was legendary. You and somebody else came together and with y'all y'all contributed to something that became legendary. Right? But it doesn't by default give you this the title of legend. 
you a part of something that's legendary, but it doesn't make you a legend. I think it's some I think legend, you're right, but legend hold way more weight than oh, you just contributed to something. And again, it depends on what you do, what impact it has, and whatever it is that you're doing. The we're gonna we're gonna just keep going the surface here. Yeah, I'm saying if there was another hip hop magazine or periodic periodical that people could go to that was gonna give them hip hop news, then and, by then by default, then that person would be the legend and not him. Whoever, whoever, well, your logic. but whoever did that, that shit was revolutionary. That changed the game. Okay, call him a revolution, a revolutionary. That doesn't make him a legend. In that aspect, it does. Like the the impact of the source, it had it. Hip hop wouldn't be where it is without the source, bro. The guys that got signed because of unsigned hype. The the doors that that shit opened, the moments in the the fucking Source Awards, you know what I'm saying with with Shook Knight talking to. If you want the, if you don't want a a, a CEO dancing in your videos and all that shit, these are the moments that were open because of what this magazine did, and it brought hip hop together. On a legend, an extremely famous or notorious person, especially in a particular field. Yeah, that's notorious, and that he's a villain. People don't like him. That's why I said that he doesn't have to be liked to be a legend. He could be infamous in what he did. He was part of this battle that exposed a lot of the corruption that he did, but. That doing that magazine and what it did, especially in the nineties, the hip hop community needed that. I mean, like people think uh, Bill Gates is a fucking legend. Bill Gates is a fucking devil. He is, but that's what I'm saying. That he's infamous. And what he did. Right. We're done. We're going to keep going in circles. Benzino, you can ask fucking so many people, bro. I don't think people are going to say Benzino is a legend. And I think that because they're thinking about the MC it, Benzino it, it, and their dislike for him. It doesn't matter who is in general, Benzino in general, whether he contributed to the source, whether he, his hip hop career, no matter what, nobody's going to consider that man a legend. They will say that he, they will talk about the source that, yo, he helped create the source, that shit, yeah. But they, I'm telling you, I don't see people, and we could put that shit up. We could put that shit up. But you don't have to because people don't like him and they're going to say that he's not. And it's because of their dislike for him as a person. But this is taking that bias out of the picture. See, I I'm, I don't give a fuck about Benzino as a person. Like, I don't care for him either way. So it's not like a bias against Benzino. When I say I don't see him as a legend, I don't think he did some legendary shit that he deserved that title. It don't matter about... Because, bro, I don't... Like, 
I'm not even a big M fan like that. Yeah. So it's not even about like, oh, you know, he went against Eminem. I don't give a shit. It's just I don't think in his whatever field you want to say, in general, as a whole, Benzino is worthy of the title legend. I think he contributed to some shit that became legendary, but I don't think he is a legend. That's it. Right. <laughs> All that to agree to disagree. Yeah. I'm just saying that the and part of the reason why I have the position that I do is because a lot of times people will take that position because of a bias. And I'm trying to say Look at it from all sides. Take away the bias and just appreciate what people do beyond that. I get it, what you're saying. I think give him his credit, but don't give him too much. Like, don't, there's, there's a certain amount of credit he should get for it. Yes, you created it. You're getting that credit. You're going to go down in history as the dude that helped co-create the source. Great. But I don't think it makes the man a legend. I don't. And on that note, we can end this motherfucking pod. Yeah. Because we're just going to keep going in circles. We're going to be here at fucking 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I got to be the fucking work. I got to get up at 4.30. And fucking guy wants to argue Benzino with me. Keep me here till 11 o'clock. I told him I wanted to be here an hour. See, he did the mistake and put a time limit on it. Because every time we say we're going to keep it short. I was supposed to go to Walmart. Walmart is is closing in like 22 minutes. Ain't ain't the Walmart 24 hours? No, they close at 11. Damn. They're supposed to go 24. I don't know when the fuck they go. Now I got no oatmeal to make in the morning. Fuck, bro. Fuck Benzino. Oh man, that's funny. Oh, fuck him. Fucking Benzino. Bitch ass. <laughs> Fucking starving, bro. One man. Whatever. Anyways. There's the fucking bell. <laughs> Finally, goddammit. Oh. Class is dismissed. I'm walking out on this fucking class. Oh, Fuck this class. <laughs> Fucking shit, bro. Anyways, that was another episode of the best podcast you never the legendary Podinus podcast. We are the unknown fucking legends. Yeah. Wait. Maybe we're not legends. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Who gives a fuck at this point? (laughs) I just want to get the fuck out of here and go home. (laughs) Oh, shit. Fuck, man. That's funny. What the fuck is over 24 hours? I was fucking, fucking, nah. I got to go to a fucking CVS or something. It's over 24. Walgreens. Yeah. We read. Something like that. I gotta. I was supposed to get some deodorant, the fucking oatmeal. I definitely gotta go find someplace now to go get deodorant. Can't be stink at work tomorrow. <laughs> Can't smell like fucking onions and shit. Nah, I'm good, man. Fuck. Anyways. Nah, but uh, 
Like, comment, subscribe. Hit the bell. All that good shit. All that shit. Hit us up on Instagram. See it right there. I mean, go in the, in the, the link in the bio, link tree. You can access the video to this shit. All our DSPs, all our audio platforms. Uh, the pod shop, back in business. I didn't even fucking realize, bro, because I ain't even check. All our listings expired. Ooh, expired. So I had to republish them and shit. So now all the, a lot of the shirts are still, you know, back in business. You know what I mean? You could go get them. And I don't know if I told you, I dropped the Gemini Boys t-shirts. Oh, Oh, get one. Hold up. That's breaking news. Go get that. The new Gemini t- Gemini Boys t-shirt. That shit's going to be in the SC store too? No, that's where it's at. Oh, that's where it's that's at. That's where it's at. I bet. I'm, I'm probably going to, I'll probably throw it up on the other one too. All right. Um, in the pod shop. But yeah, go to the Etsy, right? And in, in the link in the bio on Instagram. Um, go cop that. Um, what else? Yeah, I'm, I'm working on some other shit to be dropped soon, but stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, man, go get that. Um, and that's it, I guess, right? Anything else on your part? Well, I would say what's one of the oh. most. Thank you. I'm sorry. Don't forget. Hit the share button on Instagram, on Facebook. Do us the favor, man. Yes. Share our shit. And tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend. That we are the shit. That's this, right. This podcast. That's right. And Benzino is still not a fucking legend. <laughs> but guess who is? Your boys, the unknown legends, a part of us podcast. That's right. So yeah, I'm done, man. I'm I'm all potted out, bro. <laughs> I'm potted the fuck out today. Hey, man. It was a. Uh, one of the things where we've been in a hiatus and I had a had to work him out in, in the pod today, bro. So potted the fuck out. Yeah. So now we back in the swing of things. Stay tuned for the next episode coming soon. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you for your support. Keep doing that. Uh what else you want to tell the people? That's it, man. Um you know what, real quick? Um, don't take life for granted. Ooh, right? Okay. And I didn't get into it today, but real quick, um, y'all all know I've talked about it. I got diabetes, right? Type two. Um, but I managed my shit, got my shit under control. Um, but I had a little scare, right? And, um, there was for a moment, there was a scare of the possibility of losing my sight. And the last two weeks or so, been doing a lot of reflecting and a lot of thinking, man. And if you follow me on social media, I mean, my my, my more personal pages, not the Pod Squad Joe Good shit. 
But if you follow me, you see, like, I'm always posting, like, sunrises and shit like that, right? Because I love that shit, right? Like, I always take a moment to admire the beauty that is this life, right? That is the, the world around us. So the idea and the thought of possibly not being able to have that one day scared the shit out of me. It, it, it scared the shit out of me. And it just made me think, man, like life is very, very fragile, right? You could be here today, gone tomorrow. Word. And the fact that it was the slightest possibility that I could lose my sight. Man, that just scared me, man. And I just, just made me think, like, don't take shit for granted. Appreciate the things around you. Appreciate life. Appreciate, you know what I mean? Yeah, we live in the hood. But, yo, if you look, there's beauty around you. You got to find it. You got to look for it, right? Yeah. So don't take life for granted. Enjoy it. Be responsible. Get on your shit. If you if you have any uh, anything health wise that you're dealing with, get on top of it, right? Like, unfortunately, like I didn't know. Shit, I don't know how long I've been diabetic. I wasn't diagnosed until 2017, and truth be told, I wasn't educated properly on it until 2019, and then. So it was kind of a, a roller coaster, up and down, up and down, right? And then, you know, I would slack or I would hit a depression or something and I would start to not eat right again. I would fall off, you know what I mean? And, but, and it came to kind of like a head on in August. And from August, I've been on my shit, I got my sugar under control. I'm taking my meds and I'm doing all that shit. And I went to a retina specialist yesterday and they checked my eyes out to see how bad this shit was. And thank God almighty that it wasn't, it's not as severe as it could have been. They said, if I stay on top of my diabetes it's reversible and you know what I mean? I just got to, Keep on top of it. And man, that, that, that was such a relief. Like I literally hit him up yesterday. Like, yo, just give me the update, bro. I got to let you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just wanted, I just felt like talking to you about this real quick. I mean, and ending it like this, cause I want y'all to think about life, man. Like don't, don't take it for granted. Don't take your health for granted. Get on top of it. If you if you do have some kind of issue health wise, get on top of it. Stop being so fucking prideful that you won't take your medicine, that you won't do what you got to do. Do what you got to do, because when the shit hits the fan and you your fucking vision is threatened or you or your fucking limbs because of diabetic neuropathy or um, diabetic um, retinopathy. Bro, like these shits are real fucking things. And these are things that I've always knew that there was a possibility of, but I never fucking looked at it like, yo, this is really could happen to me. Until the doctor said, like, yo, your eye is swollen. Go go get this checked out. And man, when I looked up what it meant, 
Those words, diabetic retinopathy. I looked that shit up. That just scared me. That shit scared me. And, I, I, and, and my life is like, like, I'm thinking like, holy shit, my life just got so much better. And I'm, and, and, and I'm, I, it's trending in an upward direction, right? Like it's, I feel like it's only getting better and better and better. And at the, in the blink of an eye, no pun intended, I could lose my fucking eyesight. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, man. Like let's, let's keep, let's keep on top of it. Let's be vigilant with our, with our health. You know what I mean? We all getting older. You are never going to be younger than you are right now. Mm. You know what I mean? You're only going to get older. And as you get older, your body starts to break down. It starts to get more fragile. You know what I mean? And and your health is a little more fragile as well. And, yeah. and that much more important. And that much more important. And it's, it's, it's not a game. So I just wanted to leave y'all with that. Word up. Um, Because I, I just felt like that was something... That was on my heart to say. So yeah, it's a good message. Yeah, man, just take it to heart, people. Yeah, because shit. When when when, it, when it, <laughs> yeah, anything when, can happen to you at any time. That shit hit the fan for me, bro, and I'm like, yo, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't imagine not looking at a sunrise. Yeah, not. You know what I mean? Seeing my friends laugh at yeah. something I said, not seeing my 40 fucking Niners play, not seeing just the shit that I love to look at, watch TV, movies and shit. And looking at my, my, my fiance. Yeah. I couldn't like that shit, bro. That shit was heavy. Yeah. And I kept it, I kept it on the, on the low. I kept that shit hushed. I didn't I didn't talk about it. I didn't go on social media and blast it. Right? I kept that close to the chest and I just prayed on that. And whew, I feel like I dodged the bullet, but I can't get reckless because there's many bullets right behind that. Word. You know what I mean? So I just gotta be vigilant with my shit. Get on my matrix shit and dodge them shits. You know what I mean? Word. Fat boy matrix out this bitch. Neo. Yeah. <laughs> um, whatever, but yeah. So on that note, I am done. If you don't got anything else to say, we'll close this one out. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to say one quick thing, man. Yeah. Thank God that you okay. Yeah. And all you got to do is what you got to do, my brother. That's it. And that's with everybody too, man. Take care of yourself. And if somebody is stubborn in your life, push them to get help too. Show them this part. Yes. Show them this part. This is the most important part of the show. Yep. Honestly. Yes. And if it reaches one person, then we did what we had to do. Word up. I'm not going to hold y'all no more. We are done. Thank you for watching. If you watched all the way to the end, um, we appreciate y'all. All the day ones, all the supporters. Scheme, thanks for coming through last episode. Scheme. You know what I mean? You know it's all love. Yes, sir. Uh, Tanya, we know you still day one supporter. Lil, 
know you there. Um, yo, Jersey plates, pride. What up, bro? Yeah, yeah. Got to get up. I mean, he told you he wants he wants to chill with us. You gotta absolutely, you know my brother. You gotta do that. Word um, and everybody else that supports and, and shows love. You know what I mean? Access for us when we on hiatus. Yo, what's up with the pod? All of y'all, we appreciate y'all. Yep. Well, just keep supporting us. Be patient with us, cause you know we some busy men now. <laughs> a little more busier than we used to be. True, true. We still here. We still rocking. All right. Yeah. On that note, peace. God bless. We out this bitch.